Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> you try, you try to word trap him into like overthinking things. Told him things. something. <laughs> yeah, but you, nice. you you said it in a way. Oh, I know we're live, Joe. No, no, no. It. I wasn't saying it in that way. Yeah. I was literally I, saying like, you know what? He don't stay down. He always gets back up all the time. That's all. It just sitting seems here to me like you were baiting him by saying that. That's not what I do. Since when do you know? Let him off the hook this time. That's not what I do, man. It's not how I roll, sir. All right. Literally giving this man the right sleeve to say because I was like, you know what? Joey don't never stay down. He always comes back. Hello, Bulls Nation. That's D Wade. That's D Wade stuff, sir. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get whoa, knocked whoa. down seven times, get back up whoa, eight. Whoa, whoa. That's D Wade stuff. Why is that, that is literally D Wade stuff? That's what he says all the time. Get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. We're talking about a different D Wade than Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Yeah, no, sir. it has nothing That's to do with does. him. That's what he does. That's exactly what he does. Get sir. Dwayne Wade. Knock down seven, get up eight, my man. Show. You know what I <laughs> mean? It doesn't stop. He continues on. Boom, boom, boom. It's an awesome thing, man. No, because I know it. Because I was thinking about softball. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was thinking about in my head. Like, man, he really does. He really does his thing, and I appreciate that. That's all. Are y'all confused? Because I am. Hi, welcome to CHGO <laughs> Bulls <laughs> Post Game. You wanted to come in my brain. That's your fault. <laughs> it's completely your fault. <laughs> I've been living there since 2018. You man. know what? You do have a little space. Yeah, you do got a little space. That's true. CHO Bulls postgame is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you do. Mm-hmm. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guy, Big Dave, is at BAL, B-A-W-L Sports. Joining us again for postgame tonight, it's our guy, Kyle Williams. Follow him on Twitter at K underscore Williams. Media. And our pal producer, Joey, who's already chiming in. He is at Joey Spathis. DJ. Joey 1K. Are we at Joey 1K yet? Ooh. Hey, we're not even at Joey 900 anymore. Right. What? He went backwards. What? He literally we're going went this the way? other way. Wait, that way? I don't know how that worked, but he went backwards. Mm. I, Let's I, see, actually. Hold on. I don't get live update. Yeah, we're Oh, Joey 902K. Hey. Not K. Not K. Not K. Just wow. Joey, Joey 902. Joey 902. All right. Joey 902. Well, then. Follow him at Joyce Pathis to get that man to 1K. Get him there. We are CSU underscore Bulls. Bulls fall short against KD and the new look Suns. 125-104 is the final. The Bulls fall to 29-35. and 35. Mm-hmm. Six games under 500. Two games back in the race to get to 10th and squeak into that play-in with 18 games to play. Uh, gentlemen, this was an interesting game for three-ish quarters. Back and forth, 
Suns took the first quarter. Bulls rallied strong to take a lead into the half. Even started to slowly and, and minimally build that lead in the early third quarter. And, uh, and then the wheels fell off. <laughs> um, look, this is a very difficult Suns team to guard now. Um, you, I mean, you saw them running just some simple stuff. They ran some horns. They ran some off-ball screens for Devin Booker, yes. which are easy to do when Kevin Durant is the one holding the ball on the other side of the floor. It's just like the Bulls, as much as we've been trying to prop them up as is this defense real, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about their defensive rating since January, mm-hmm. an offense like this Suns offense gives you a, a quick, ugly slap-in-the-face reminder that there are only so many things this Bulls defense is capable of when they go up against something like that. Yeah, and honestly, they started off, and you could tell the game plan was, okay, the best players on the team are Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. We're going to try to take them out the game. But they didn't think about Josh. And Josh said, you know what? I'm still here. Let me go ahead and ball out because he had 25 big points for them, man. Seven 18 of, in the first half. Yes, 7 of 15 shooting, 5 of 10 from the three-point line. And he really did do it all. He honestly did. He was everywhere on both sides of the ball and a complete problem for the Bulls, man. So I, I just want to give him his props because he, he really did a great job. So when that ball was swinging, he was just wide open in the corner, top of the key, either one. And was draining them, like you said, in that first quarter. He was on fire. And then in that fourth quarter, it was the star time. You know, it was time for the stars to finish it off. You saw Chris Paul hitting those huge threes. You saw uh, uh, Kevin Durant hitting those big shots. And the offensive rebounding. I mean, it's, it's been what it is all season long for the Bulls. But it feels like it, it's just on more display when you play teams like this. You know, it is more crushing when you play teams like this. Because they have themselves, you know, kind of in the game. Nobody, I didn't really feel like they were going to win, but I was like, maybe they could keep it close the entire yeah. game. But those offensive rebounds, Kyle, like, that'll definitely put a team right out of there. And you can't do that against a team like the Suns. No, you can't. They're mistake-proof. Right, you can't, exactly. You can't make a mistake against them. And then with the offensive rebounds, if you're the Bulls, the most frustrating ones have to be where the ball is being tipped around and mm-hmm. then it's corralled by the Suns or like a loose ball that just no Bulls somehow gets. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that hurt when it's a 50-50 ball. Like, I believe uh, Stacy mentioned on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a season-long problem. And then offensive rebound and three-point shooting, like, will do you win, especially against a team where Kevin Durant is getting a screen set from, from Chris Paul to get the point guard to switch on to him. <laughs> yeah. And then Devin Booker spotting up in the corners. What do you do? Mm-hmm. It's a scary thought. And What was, do you do? It was scary to just sit there and watch because – I'm thinking the whole time about, man, teams in the West are going to have to defend this in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how you stop that pick and roll. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the – like, they have guys who are the best at certain things, yeah. you know, on, on the court. You know, you have one of the guys one of the best mid-range shooters ever. Then you have another guy who has been – in Devin Booker, who has been one of the best shooters, mid-range and three-point. He's been one of the best shooters. Then you have a point guard who people say is the best point – argue is the best point guard, and but – one of the best pick-and-roll point guards ever. You know what I mean? Like, they have all these things on their team, and then you throw in Aiton with that, you know what I'm saying, who's a very solid basketball player. He only had seven points and three rebounds tonight, but he's really, really good. But, yeah, they're just really stacked. And that boy, uh, Landale, 
Yeah, he Josh, was Landale. Josh Landale. Josh Landell was Shout killing the Bulls. Shout out to our uh, our friends over at PHNX. Yes, he shout is, out. He is their version of IO with us. Yes, he is like a part of PHNX. But mm-hmm. today, I wanted to punch him in the face. Yes, because he was pulling down offensive rebound after offensive rebound. <laughs> he only got credited with four in the box score. Yeah. I swear he should have gotten credited for eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them were just you know tapping loose balls, creating havoc under the rim. Right. I mean, you can't. A, a, a team like the Suns who shoot 50% from the field, 42.5% from downtown tonight. Right. You can't afford to give that team 20-something points and second-chance points. Yeah. You can't. You have to be mistake, like you said, mistake-proof, yeah. you know what I'm saying, against this squad. Anytime you make that mistake, they're going to make you pay every single time. Like you said, those 50-50 balls, those steals, even when you miss technical foul shots like Zach missed. Like, you can't do that against this team. Those are just opportunities for them to increase their lead and continue, you know, imposing their will on you. Yep. Like, it's just from a bull standpoint, you have those turnovers when, like, Io turns down an open shot and tries to attack the basket and they call him for traveling. Yeah. And, he, and you call it out. You say he did travel. Yeah. And it's just those little things, like the – Phoenix Suns scored 139.8 points per possession, <laughs> according to cleaning the ga- yeah. uh, glass, which is in the 98th percentiles. And their offense is lethal, but the Bulls were in this game, but it felt as they could never get into striking distance enough right. to really threaten. Right. And the Suns, when they need to, they know how to give it to KD, give it to – and yeah. credit to them. They made some tough shots. Like yeah, Devin Booker yeah, hit yeah. a fading Dude, fall away the off fading the fall away off the glass in the that second half. That was a half. tough shot. What mm. the hell was that? And it's just one of those things. You just Sometimes you just have to chalk it up. But, I mean, the Bulls didn't do themselves any favors with the missed free throws. I believe DeMar missed one as well. And it's just you, you have to play perfect. Yeah, Demar missed three free throws tonight. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, and you, another thing you're just not used to seeing is him missing free throws. Like I mentioned, Zach. Uh, missing his and Zach was you know he played solid I really thought he played really good but you know the two of seven from the three-point line knowing you know you're the you're the shooter for the Bulls yep. it's got to be it's got to be better than that man I believe I believe what both of them catching shoots for him on, or was that rainbow uh the rainbow at the end of the first half the self was not a catch and shoot okay. he had okay. a couple of dribbles then the other that. one was a catch and shoot the one yeah. Kobe when he went to the bucket he had you know, one found catch him on the baseline the yeah caught him on the catch and shoot um, but yeah, man, he's he's got to be better than that. Only because he's the shooter. Yeah. He's the three point shooter. So if you don't got it, nobody got it. <laughs> That's just how that goes, man. And the Bulls started off strong in that first quarter. Yeah. You know, they they tried their best. Like Caruso did what he could. You know, hit his three, and they played the defense they were supposed to. But. Again, it just looked like a team going up against a team that's ready for a whole nother level of basketball, and you're just not there yet. It's just really that simple. And and Kobe White, yeah, they, they just frankly need more from Kobe White. Yeah, like yeah. five points, two three point attempts, three shots overall. Mm-hmm. Kobe White's best attribute is that he can put the ball in the basket. Fact. And if he's not gonna put the ball in the basket, that's a that's a problem. And uh, frankly, it hinders the team in the short term and the long term. And he did have one in the first half. He drove and passed it over to, I believe it was Levine in the corner. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's a good point guard play. Next play down, went to the free throw line on the fast break. But just few and far between, sometimes you forget Kobe White's even out there. And then Andre Drummond, oh. his – <laughs> two two missed dunks. Perfect defense three. by the rim. I think he had five tonight. <laughs> I know he had three for sure. Two oh of six God. from the field uh. with thirty three percent from a center who only takes shots in the paint is <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. 
Not good, man. He yeah. was two of six tonight, which means he was two of six on dunks tonight. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. And and another, like, you mentioned the big men. Just another game, you know, um, where Vooch, you know, he didn't have his best game either. You know, 13 and nine for Vooch, but six of 15, you know, shooting. He only took three threes, so you can't blame it on that. Yeah. But just the six of 15. I need him to stop taking this fadeaway. I'm seeing him take more now for some reason. Yeah, that like short mid range fadeaway. Yeah, man. Like I'm starting bro. to see him shoot that more over the last yeah. month or so. Yeah, I need. And I need every him to time cut he shoots it, you and or I are like, Ugh, all yeah, shots. he's got to <laughs> cut that shit out, bro, because it ain't him. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 inside with it. He's not fadeaway outside with it. You know, right? He's more stand. You know, set shot. You got me open. I'm gonna hit that jumper like you saw right. him do tonight. He's gonna hit that J. He's gonna you know take that three. But if he's got to create it, no. You know, his creation comes when he can actually get to the bucket and get those hook shots, you know, get those up and unders. That's when he does his thing. But that fadeaway, that's Hakeem Olajuwon territory, bro. Right. And yeah. he ain't in that territory. I just, I mean, like, Kyle, when you talk about this team's lack of room for error, mistakes, giving a team of the Suns caliber bonus chances of scoring and things like that, I mean, how many of the Bulls' problems come back to the fact that they're playing from behind every night because of their dearth of three-point ability? Oh, what a word. I mean. <laughs> what a word. You heard that too? Son. <laughs> look it up. It's a word, Joe. Hit you with it. Um, I love it. The Suns made 20 of 47 mm -hmm. tonight behind the three-point line. The Bulls attempted 23 and made seven. Oh, yeah. They barely paced the Suns' makes with their attempts and shot just barely 30% on that minuscule number of attempts. Mm -hmm. 20 of 47. I mean, that's high. Yeah. Nobody in the NBA is averaging 47 threes a game. That's Fat. high. Fat. But they made 20. Take 47 threes, make 20 of them. That is a win. That's a win every day of your life. You know what's not that's a win? Rude. The Bulls losing to the three-point scoring margin of tonight's contest by 39 points. How the hell do you win games with that? Like, it, the, I'm just going to read off the top leaders in the three-point percentage from teams. Okay. The Denver Nuggets, uh -huh. the Brooklyn Nets, Golden State, Philadelphia, the Boston Celtics. Aside from Brooklyn, is a whole other thing in itself. Right. right. But, but those other four teams are credible playoff caliber teams. Mm -hmm. The two teams after them, the Clippers and the Suns, and then Portland, Dallas, and Sacramento. Okay, all, so all of them except maybe Portland, Portland yeah, at yeah. least playoff bound. So nine exactly. out of ten. <laughs> nine out of ten are at least playoff team, teams with championship aspirations. Wow. You just you have to be able to shoot. And we keep harping on it because it's so important to this team, and yeah. they neglected to address that in the offseason. And now you're seeing the comeuppance. Like, no. you just come on, Kyle. It's it's just frustrating. Like Kobe White, like I mentioned earlier, is one of their best three point shooters. But he's when he's reluctant to shoot, it's glaring. Yeah. Like Took no two, one two two threes tonight. Two threes, and you know it's hard to surround. It's hard to win a game when you're not attempting the three point shot now. True. And give Demar his credit, but like thirteen for eighteen. One three-point attempt. And then you have Patrick Williams who missed both of his. Levine, right. like you mentioned, mm -hmm. was two for seven. And it's just very hard when you're not surrounding your best players with shooting or or getting easy points in the paint. It's just hard to win this way. Yeah, and even watching guys uh, who know when to take the three, 
they still aren't known to hit the three. Yep. You know what I mean? Like Patrick Beverly. Yep. We saw him take the three, and I'm like, that's the right shot, but I know it's not going in. <laughs> but you're supposed to take that shot because it yeah. was open and available to you and within the rhythm of the offense. Caruso, too, from I believe it was like the left wing in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time Caruso shoots a three, though, I just wince. <laughs> it's like, gee, there's just no faith that it's going in. Zero. Zero faith, man. <laughs> Zero faith that any any of that is happening. But you you can say that about several players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On this team, unfortunately. But if, if Caruso doesn't take four threes tonight, the Bulls as a team don't make it to 23-point attempts. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, you're asking him to do something <sighs> that he doesn't really do. And not only asking him to do it, you're dependent on it. Oh, yeah. And that's what is really the actual issue. You are dependent on somebody to do something they don't do. You know, I can't write left-handed, but you want me to write this book with a, my left hand. <laughs> that it's, should it's like be dependable, that Mitch Hedberg bet that, you know, okay, so you're a comedian. Can you act? And he compares it to someone saying, like, oh, okay, you're a cook. Can you farm? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. Like, no. No, you cannot. And – that's what we're dealing with. And, again, like you said, Kyle, it was something they didn't address in the offseason, but it's something they didn't address in season either, nope. you know, when they had opportunities to. And it's going to just continue to, you know, reveal its, reveal its ugly face and its ugly head, and, and you're going to see it every single game, man. And, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because watching this game, the reason it felt so insurmountable was because of that, because you didn't have that three-point shooting. That's why you were like – Oh, man, there's no way they're coming back from this seven-point deficit right here yeah. because you can't answer them when they're hitting their threes. When right. the Suns went up by three, I looked at you and I was like, well, it's over. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Thank goodness the lead didn't stay at just three, though. Yeah, fair. Yeah. What was I saying in pregame? Well, so I was talking about my, my same game parlay, so which what do we didn't say? hit. Mm-hmm. So what do we say? Mm-hmm. It's okay because I got a bonus bet back on the parlay. Yeah. You know what did hit? But I didn't want to say in pregame because I didn't want Bulls fans mad at me. But I looked at you and I was like, three and a half? That's it? That's it? Our Bulls? Yeah. Against that Suns team that just added Kevin Durant to it? Let me get some money on Suns to cover. (laughs) Did it easily. If you caught the hint I was making in pregame, you're welcome. (laughs) Good looking out. Matthew Peck cares about the people. And like... When the, you know how t- teams put um, defenses in rotation, and that's like the goal of any given possession. Mm. When the Bulls put teams in rotation, it goes nowhere because, like you mentioned, Patrick Beverly shooting a three, Caruso shooting a three. And so it's just you're playing into the other team's hand when Correct. those are the guys taking shots. We saw it the other night with Toronto. They just neglected yep. some shooters. Yeah. Uh, see- yes, but what if we went small ball and then it was Derek <laughs> Jones Jr. out there shooting threes instead of Drummond bricking dunks? <laughs> See, now we got to start playing four-dimensional chess, Kyle. Your brain hurts. <laughs> Your yes, brain it hurts. does. Billy Donovan has a tough – like, imagine you're Billy Donovan. You know, I need shooting. Okay. Um, Dalen Terry, Derrick Jones Jr. I Like, where do you go? Like, right. Where do you go? Like, I – you know, we, we talk about the, the Billy haters in Bulls Nation mm-hmm. often because they're often hanging out in our comments. Sure. Certain elements of what Billy's done or failed to do this season, I understand that does warrant criticism. Like, as I was fevered and watching them cough away that lead to the Pistons a couple nights ago, Zach was on a heater and couldn't get the ball in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That was driving me crazy. One field goal. That's something that Billy can and should address. Correct. 
when you're talking about the overarching failures of this roster mm-hmm. and the first person you point to to blame is Billy, mm-hmm. that's like Kyle, what you just said, that's I I still do not understand people who see that. Yeah, like when you don't again, when you don't have three point shooting on here, it's just going to make it more difficult. And again, that's something I do not put on Billy Donovan at all. Like again, who does he turn to? You know, who do you look to down your bench? Even uh, Malcolm Hill, I said, see, Ray, you came. If only we had kept Malcolm Hill, Peck would have lost his bet. Okay, remember when I started yes. to say something late in the fourth and then stopped saying something? Okay. I was about to make a joke about Malcolm Hill. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah, okay. I, was like, right. I don't want right. to jinx it. All right. <laughs> Shout out to our guys, C-Red UK. But do, and, and Malcolm Hill was, you know, a three-point shooter, and, you know, Bulls got rid of him. But I don't even fault Billy for not looking down the bench at him, even though I did want to see him play because you had no shooters. You know what I mean? You might as well play somebody. But if I'm clamoring for Malcolm Hill – then it's a problem. That's you know what, what I'm saying? That, that that's tells the issue. You where you're at. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that we've is an got issue. some happy Bulls fans tonight. I like over the last couple of weeks, I've seen people in our comments being like, yo, give Carly Jones a chance. Like, did you see him shooting up these threes in our, in our Windy City but Bulls game? Again, this is my point. Like, look what we clamoring for if, here. If Carly Jones needs to be your hero, there's a bigger problem. You don't have a hero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't put that on the third string quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not, it's just not fair. Yeah. And like, and in Peck, it goes back to what you were talking about. Um, we were talking about this during the game, actually. Like, the room for development just isn't there with younger guys, too, because this they're not, like, centering around development in, right. in these remaining games. They're trying to win. They're trying to make the play in. Right. So, like, the odds of them giving guys like Curly Jones or if Malcolm Hill was on the team a chance is just they want to win now, but some of the players that they have right. need to – play the develop it's just a weird situation there very weird situation man very weird but with all that said Zach should still be taking 10 threes a game oh yeah (laughs) he's got to get up 10 dog yeah I want to see two for 10 not two for seven like he's got to get more threes up seriously he does I mean okay we got to take a break still more to get to on tonight's game and what the Bulls should be doing from here uh and we've got some super chats on deck we will get to those as well coming up after the break Mm. big Dave who do we have first up Chicago! Hello? You already got the best coverage of your favorite sports teams. That's this right here. So get fitted out in the best sports year round, and you get that from FOCO. Because FOCO, they got you covered from Soldier Field, not for long from Soldier Field, to the living room, <laughs> north or the south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. Mm, betwixt. Get decked out like the bar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, who that is? Foco. Looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, don't matter. They got you covered with those hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. So check out Foco.com or click the link in your description below for all non-pre-sale items and use that promo code CHGO for 10% off because it's Foco. Faux show. Mm. Like that dramatic pause, right? Yeah, you, the, you know, you the, built it the, up. My man, my man. The, the sip movie. and satisfaction pause? Yes, yes. That was very nice. What, what do you call that? That sound that you make after a sip? You know, the ah. That's a good is there question. a word for that sound? That's a very good question. Damn. What do you think, Joe? Joey, what you got? What do you think, Dictionary Joe? Dictionary Joe, Joey Dictionary? Joey I, just Joey have the Dictionary. Sound, I just have the sound effect for it. Oh, you were talking the sound effect? You didn't hear it? Say it again. Oh, we have <laughs> nice, nice. All right, nice, uh, nice soundboard work there from Joey Good Skittles. Good 
<laughs> Tonight's post game also brought to you guys by our friends of Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We're getting so close to golf season. Oh, Spring's around the corner. Can't wait. Dodged a bullet. It was There was supposed to be like a foot of snow on the ground right now. Mm. Everybody knock on wood. Mm-hmm, we love please. our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They're family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and my favorite thing. What's that? They're beer sleeve. Beer sleeves. I mean, talk about just the greatest invention in the world. <laughs> An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers. Not six. Not six. Mm-mm. Seven. You get yourself a sixer. Get a side roadie. Mm. Put them together. That's seven. Mm. Right inside your golf bag. And keep those beers Ice cold for your entire round. Say a side, Rudy? Unless you're a bad golfer and it takes you a long time to finish around, then pick a different <laughs> hobby. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use promo code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pins and aces, spelled out pinsandaces.com. Promo code CHGO. Very nice. Do you play golf, Kyle? Never played golf. Never played? Okay. But Never you. once. Okay. You're not missing much. <laughs> Amateur, like you know, what do you, what do you call that golf? With the windmill and all that mini golf. Mini Thank golf? you very much. Oh, mini golf. Mini, mini, mini golf. Mini golf. Okay, I've, I've indulged right. in some mini golfing. Okay, all right. Did you like it? it was good. Mini golf is fun. Mini golf is fun. All right. Mini all right. golf is fun. All right. All right. Being on a range, I'm, I'm not sure that's for me. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I, I pitched him this before. I'm going to pitch you now. You got to come play frisbee golf sometime. Frisbee golf. Uh huh. Never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> frisbee. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. It's uh-huh. a it's a white people hippie uh-huh. sport. I yeah. get it. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> it's so much more fun than regular golf. Uh huh. Okay. And it's free. Well, to be fair, the only reason I knew of it was Seinfeld. <laughs> Some reason I even heard of that before was George Costanza out there playing that. Okay, so watching an episode of Seinfeld that features frisbee golf, fun. Playing frisbee golf, way better. Okay, but the fact that you know. When he played it, you know, it's because he bought those toxic envelopes that murdered his wife. So, you, not a nice attachment, you know, to Frisbee golf. Seinfeld isn't real, Dave. <laughs> wait, what? I'm sorry to tell you this. Wait. I know. I no. know. Seinfeld isn't real. I don't, ha- I don't have time for this. Okay. I don't have time for this, sir. This is the distraught moment for me right now. I'm sorry. It's not a documentary? No, it's no. not. Okay. Um, okay, so... I know we have a couple of uh, super chats. Before we get to those real quick, I just wanted to kind of like regroup after this loss and check in with you about how you feel, how you feel, Joey, how you feel. How do you out there in Bulls Nation feel? Mm -hmm. 29 and 35 after this loss tonight, which means, um, hello, the Bulls are in 11th. Mm -hmm. They are two Two games games behind the Wizards Mm -hmm. and Raptors for the ninth and 10th spots. Mm Mm-hmm. They got 18 games to play. When we were sitting here, whatever that was, a week ago, a week and a half ago, after that blowout win over Brooklyn. Yes. And you were here being all meathead Dave. Damn right. Enjoying the moment. Enjoying the blowout victory. That wasn't meathead. The immediate impact of playoff Pat Bev. Play in Pat Bev. Mm -hmm. And I sat right here Mm -hmm. and said, that's the bounciest dead cat bounce I've ever seen bounce. Definitely said that. The Bulls then get another blowout win mm-hmm. after the Nets win. They then drive us crazy with turnovers mm-hmm. and second-chance points allowed mm-hmm. and the loss to Toronto. Then we watch them nearly blow a 20-point lead 
to the peace tones of Detroit. Yes. And then they get worked by a much better Suns team the way they do down the stretch tonight. Correct. Do you feel any differently now than you did watching the Pat Bev Bulls Mm -hmm. blow out the Brooklyn Nets a while back as far as what you want to see happen to this team in the final 18 games? Well, see, it's one thing I've continually said this. This is a game-by-game basis for this team. So when they win a game, I'm going to be happy. (laughs) Like, that's it. And I kept saying that the entire time I was ranting, I am happy about this win tonight. I will deal with tomorrow tomorrow. This is all I can deal with right now is they got this victory. They got this win. I'm not silly. I know what's waiting down the road, and I know what's happening for them then. And the fact they couldn't beat, get that win, um, uh, gosh, who was the win that they lost to? The Raptors. The fact they couldn't get that win against the Raptors was huge. You know what I mean? Because that was the one to propel them actually into the play-in and give them you know, that leap over Washington you know, because they hold that tiebreaker. So then if you play this game right here, you know, it doesn't hurt you so hard, you know, because you're like, oh, I still own this tiebreaker and things like Now you're set back two games, you know, so it hurts a little bit more, you know, because now you have a, a bigger task to overcome, you know, a bigger thing to overcome for, for the Chicago Bulls. Do I feel any different? No, I, I feel the same about the Bulls and, and the play-in. Uh, and things like that, but still would rather see them make the play in yeah. than lose 18 to the next 18 <laughs> to maximize their odds at keeping that top four pick. Yeah, because again, not, you say if that was more of a guarantee, I'd be with you. It's I not. Mean, you saw those odds that Will was reading out to us a couple days ago, right? Yeah, it was like 8%. It was like 8% they make the playoffs, 7.5% mm-hmm. they keep a top four pick. Yeah. Win the oh, lottery. 70 and a half percent winning the winning lottery, the lottery outright. outright. The odds of a top four pick are greater than that. Mm-mm. I'm a Bulls fan, man. I don't believe in this. <laughs> That's not how I roll. That's not how I roll, man. I'm, I'm here. This team is put together to go to the playoffs. If they're going to lose out that 18, then fine. Then go on and lose out. They're not going to tank to do it. They're just going to have to lose. They're no, just going to have to take they them They clearly else. won't tank. Yeah, they're not going to tank. If they lose and we get to there, fine. All right, great. But I'm not here to tank, bro. Like, they want to go to the playoffs. That's the goal for the team. That's the one they're striving for. That's the one I'm rolling with, man. Oh, and 18. Sorry. Please. Please? Please. At this point, it feels wrong for me to say I love the Bulls, but it's coming from a place where it's like when we're doing this next year, Mm -hmm. I just want to have something hopeful to talk about and a reason to be watching and feel good about where the direction of this team is. And right now, what – what in my heart of hearts gives this team the best chance to turn things around, I think is is keeping that top four pick. Kyle, where do you stand? I I kind of side on this the the playing is just continuing the cycle of mediocrity mm-hmm. at this point. And right now the Bulls are in a similar place with Portland in a way. Mm-hmm. Portland's twenty nine and thirty four. The Bulls like are in a similar position and is just where we, where are they going from here? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on in the offseason that's going to change? And I just think the playing is just going to be either a more disappointment, frankly, or more just more of what we've seen from this team. This team is who they are at this point. And, I mean, get the chance to keep your pick in a, one of the most loaded drafts in recent memory, mm-hmm. particularly when next year's draft isn't as right. hyped or as promising, 
I think the Bulls should go and try and maximize the, those small chances they have. Mm. Yeah. And I don't see it happen. But my thing is I don't see it happening for them. That's fair. That's what fair I point. see is them – If for me, it is worse to not win any of this and go into the offseason and not get a top four pick because then everything you're saying yeah. is more magnified about where the hell are you going, what the hell are you doing. You're definitely truly on a bigger boat right there that's ready to sink. If that does that shit does not come through, that's how I look at. It. I'm like and, they're not getting that pick, man. And let's be real: the only other way that the Bulls can improve their roster this offseason, assuming what we know about this franchise and them not paying the luxury tax, is getting players back in a trade for one of their big three, a sign and trade if it were Vooch, that are ready to contribute now, caliber players. That's the only way this roster is changing slash improving this offseason. Mm. They have basically zilch as far as cap flexibility coming into this offseason. We were talking about the difficult decision they have facing them. Can you only keep one of Kobe or Io? Mm -hmm. And which one do you keep? Right. Do you want to keep Vooch around on another short-term deal that's a vet but not insulting to him but mm -hmm. less than his current contract? Right. How do you make that work? Do you want to trade one of Zach and or DeMar mm -hmm. to try and mix things up and get a better-fitting roster? Yeah. But – like adding around the edges to this, I, I don't think that works, and I don't know the Bulls have a path to do that. Yeah, which is like, why some Bulls fans are saying, "Man, this is maybe a top four caliber draft talent mm -hmm. this summer is the best chance the Bulls have at getting better." Now, it is if you get that top four pick, but then your heart, do you supposed to get that top four pick? Well, no. Because we all sat here and watched Nico Miritich winning streaks ruin draft picks and Sean and Kilpatrick winning streaks ruin draft picks. But that's kind of where, where I'm at. Which is why I was sitting here in December and even early January saying, I don't want to tank. Tanking sucks. Tanking it's not sucks. fun. And we know it and we've been there and it doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to your, your whole thing about player development, yeah. uh, Kyle. Because I saw our, our buddy Rob in the comments said, I'd much rather watch us lose 18 games with Dalen, Pat, Io, Kobe, all playing more minutes. Mm -hmm. Here's a problem with that. Oh, huge problem. Uh, mutiny <laughs> of the veterans. Immediately. Are you kidding me? Immediately. What do you think the response would be if AK and Billy called a meeting slash practice whatever, we're like, mm -hmm. all right, guys, here's the drill. Zach, DeMar, uh, Vooch, really appreciate you guys. Right. Great vets. Had a fun run. We're going to go a different direction next season, so y'all be riding the pine for the right. last 18 games. But and Because the time to do it was, uh, was the trade deadline. Bingo. That was the time to do it. If you're going to do that, that's where you do it. Because yep. then, guess what? Then you can say, I can get assets for these guys. I get draft picks for these guys and develop the young guys and do it like that. But they told you they weren't going to do that. They was like, this isn't our plan. This they is what, We don't want to do it this way. This is how we want to go about it. So that's why I'm like, well, for me, there's no point to it anymore because I don't see it. You know, I don't see that top four pick coming to the Chicago Bulls. It's just not not in my, my, my view, man. So I'm like, fine, go to the playoffs, go to the play-in, then make your trades after that. Then that's when I think – because regardless, it's trades coming. That's my opinion in the offseason. You're not holding on to this. That's just my opinion. Something's going to change. Things will change for the Bulls in that way. But my God, if they weren't going to do it at the trade deadline, and you still can, they still wouldn't give me no shooters. <laughs> you know, something you need to help you get to the playoffs at the trade deadline. 
No, it wasn't going to happen, dog. So, yeah. I'm like, go to the playoffs then. Fine. Do that. Zach Levine's going to have a $40 million salary on the books next year. Mm-hmm. Then DeMar with $28 million, Right. And then Lonzo Ball with $20 million. And to me, that's money, the money, biggest. Money, money. That's, the, that's the elephant in the room right there is that Lonzo Dude. Ball contract. Yes, yes. Because now it went from being a potential steal of a contract last year to right. that is the Imagine anchor holding them back. taking that $20 million to put towards one very good or two mediocre three and D players to add to this roster next mm-hmm. year. That changes things. It changes, changes the cal- a lot. Changes a lot. Changes man. the calculus and with Lonzo Ooh, calculus. Like with his no. future unknown, this is now he the Lonzo's in the waiting powder, pattern. Mm-hmm. The Bulls are in a waiting pattern because mm-hmm. of Lonzo. And yeah. now it's just but I do agree with you, Big Dave, in that the time to do the blow up was at the trade deadline and they neglected to do so and now they just kind of have to deal with the results and but and what was even more frustrating kyle about it was it wasn't a blow up and it wasn't an improvement you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you didn't get either of it you know what i'm saying you didn't get to say okay well i know what this road this team is on they want to play for the future they want to play for the draft pick you didn't get to say oh i know this team is trying to go to the playoffs they got some shooting they're trying to improve you got neither of those things from the bulls and that's why we're at where we at but you're not losing zach and damar yet you still have a you still have a season of control to trade damar that's what i'm saying you still have five years to trade or four years to trade zach so i'm just you know it's the Vooch one is the one where it's like you probably just let him, if that's the direction they take, then they let him walk for nothing. But, you know, there still could be a potential sign and trade. But yes, it's not – I don't think it's too late for them to go in that direction because, like, Zach Levine is a talented player with four years left on his deal. What do, what do you mean? Yeah. What direction when you say that? To, to go towards the bottom. Like, yeah, they've got players on their team that they failed to sell off at this deadline, but – but Zach's still under contract for four no, it's seasons. It's too late, bro. Because, again, you can't explain that to DeMar DeRozan and Vooch and those guys. And Patrick Beverly, like, you, you can't explain that to them but that what you're is, tanking right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, but what's – I don't know. But that's, the, that's on, but that's the only thing. because And especially Patrick Beverly, a dude whose whole track record is, I've made the playoffs every year I've been in the league. You can't say, Pat, we know what, what you came here for to do. But now we're not going to win. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead and have a seat on the bench. Yeah, bin. but to me, it's like future of the franchise. I feel you. Piss off Pat Beverly. I feel you. Which, which, why do we care about the feelings of... Well, well, who is the we here? The Bulls. <laughs> because if the we is the people who run the team, they've never cared about the future of the franchise. They've sure. always cared about the point. future of the thickness of their wallet. Thickness. We all know that to be true. Thickness. We don't give a crap if this team wins a championship anytime soon. We mm. all know that. We root for them regardless because... We love the we're, Bulls. We're, yeah, we're... Uh, what's, what's the phrase? Bulls uh, fans. <laughs> Hopeless romantics okay. is the phrase I was trying okay. to think all right. of. All right. But yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And, and like the whole thing about pissing off Pat Bev is like... from It doesn't matter in the short term, but from just a league perception that I think how you treat a veteran like that does kind of hold weight and matter amongst players at least. Mm-hmm. And like... Pat Bev could have went – I mean, I don't know what his free agency was looking like, but mm-hmm. he chose to come here to help change the culture yeah. and help a team that he thought was trying to make the playoffs. Yes. And the, to just turn around and be like, no, we're, <laughs> we're actually going to play the young guys more and we're right. going to try – Like you, it, 
you can do it. It just wouldn't be a good look for your perception in the rest of the league. Sorry, yeah, I want to say I'm not yeah. suggesting that they're going to or have really yeah. any option to say like we're just straight up going to rest our good. It's not the it's too obvious. Like yeah, you know, there's Adam not Silver even would. making up a, an injury or anything. But it's like, in my opinion, that's what's that's what the hypothetical best case scenario would or, you know would put this team in a good position. They're not. Yeah. It's not on the table for where they're at right now. Okay. No question. Not on the table. If this was 2K, I might take them and give them all zero minutes. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You could do, like, but that's not. You're right. You're right. But it works in the trade machine. You're right. But so that's where where we were. That's where we were differing. Like, you were talking about the the realism of of the players on the team. And in 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 a vacuum, you know, that doesn't matter. But obviously it does factor into the context of this situation. Oh yeah, man! It it, it definitely matters uh, for those guys. So, I mean, what we heard Demar say that like I don't want to be at home. You know, what I'm saying I don't want to do that. Like that's not what I'm here to do. So, and and the point you make is is a really great one. Like your look around the league. You know what I'm saying? When you do something like that, going back on your word so blatantly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On on that tip, that's again not a good look. But again, like you said, they're in a real shit position. So that's why I'm like, well, if you're in the shit position. Let me look at something that's actually good in that position. What can you do in that position? Yeah. All you can do is go to the play-in. That's it. That's the only and thing you can really do. Which, which Kyle, you described earlier as just cycling in mediocrity. Mm-hmm. But if you play this, it, I mean, play, I'm sorry. Well, Vice President of Basketball Ops, Arturis Karnaschov, is after not doing anything at the trade di- deadline, said, we will not accept mediocrity. So I have one question for Big Dan. we're voting to keep it. Come on, what please. if it was a guarantee? All right. You either... Make the plan, or you tank out and you get the top four pick. It's not like you're putting the lottery balls in. You know, you know right now if you do that, you steer towards the bottom, you get that yeah, bottom four pick. you take the top four pick. Okay. Without Just, a doubt. If it's right. a guarantee, yeah. Yeah, if, if, yeah. Absolutely. I think that most people, yeah. 100% of people hey, We guarantee you a top four pick in one like, of the most oh, yeah, loaded drafts ever. Yes. <laughs> I think they'll, I think we'll roll with that. Because maybe if it's top four, then it's also top two and you get exactly. Victor or Scoot. Exactly. Because then, then you like, okay. Then you can. Now I feel better about the fact that Zach has late game issues and Damar and Vooch are aging. Because for me, then you can accept the whole idea of hope and, yeah. and wishing is if I'm guaranteed in a four, then I can hope and wish about a one or a two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then that's fine because I'm guaranteed I'm going to get something. You know what I'm saying? I'm leaving with something, as Denzel will tell you. Leave I'm leaving something. with something. You know what I mean? Leave on that something. tip. But that's just not the reality of where we at. You know what I mean? Where we at is we got to go to the playoffs. That's where we at. So that's what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm going with. Let's make this play in, man. That's how I'm rolling. Can you just put me in a coma till May? Mm-hmm. How about that? I actually could, yeah. but I care about you, so I will not do that. <laughs> sure, it's safe. People do it all the time. <laughs> I watched some medical shows. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's fine. I saw Pulp Fiction. Just sure, jam the thing in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> just in there. Jam it in there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of jamming it in there, we got to uh, quickly run through a couple more uh, shout-outs to our sponsors, and then we'll get to some Super Chats, and hopefully we'll hear from Will the Goat before we head out of here. Uh, tonight's DraftKings king of the game. Who it is? It's Damar DeRozan. Unfortunately, could not be DeMar DeClosen tonight. Could not be the king in the fourth tonight. But he still had himself a pretty darn efficient night. And we didn't have to give it to Booker because he didn't score 51 points in three quarters. DeMar <laughs> uh, DeRozan finishes 13 of 18. Pretty efficient night for him. On his way to 31 points. Also dished out six assists. Had a couple of steals. Mm-hmm. 
did not turn the ball over. That is your DraftKings king of the game, DeMar DeRozan. One more reminder to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook to get that amazing offer of a $5 bet on any NBA action to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, have fun with those DraftKings. No sweat, same game parlays. Mm -hmm. I made one tonight, didn't hit. No worries, no sweat. Got a bonus bet back. It's all good. Make another one in the next game. He did he got that. DraftKings, promo code CHGO. Mm. Yo, Kyle, what time is it? Game time. Kyle knows. Mm. Kyle knows. Mm. Watching those championship DVDs paid off. <laughs> Ooh, here's a bad question for you. Game time Cliff Levingston or game time Randy Brown? <laughs> yeah. Ponder that. Ponder that while I read this for you. Game time, the hottest new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Everything that's in there, see yourself never good at the yard line. Go time behind on play for tickets to concerts. All possible with the Game Time app. No one can understand that unless they've been listening to it since the first time you read it. <laughs> and appreciate y'all for listening that long. Appreciate you. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on... The seats you thought that you could never, ever buy. You won't find better deals this season to see these Chicago hobbles. Created by the fans and for the fans, just like here at CHGO. And they also guarantee you, your beautiful self out there, the lowest price possible. So, if you love CHGO. And we know you do. Then you'll love game time. The best way to support us. It's buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Because Joey Spathis, what time is it? Game time. Who? Mm. Okay. Redeemed himself a little bit. Just a little. He redeemed him a little bit. He got the rebound. Put that back. That's how he wrote. Okay. Randy Brown. Randy Brown. He's going with Randy Brown. All right. Can't be mad. Randy Can't Brown. be mad. Can't be mad at that. Um, okay, we got some super chats, do we not, Joseph? Chats that are super. We know that you do. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read these? Uh, you can read them. <laughs> TWW says, if we lose Friday, I'm afraid we are toasted. Been a Bulls fan since 2017, and this is for sure the most painful season for me. Yet. Yet for me. Appreciate your content. Thumbs Appreciate up. you, man. Appreciate the shout out and super chat. I got um, questions though. We have several <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay. Question one. Questions. It is Friday, yes. and they lost. Yeah. You talking about next Friday? Yeah. That's my first question. Right. What's your question? Uh, my question was: 2017 <laughs> is when you became a Bulls fan. That's what happened. How old are you? Was, was in there five years ago, six years and ago? And what what brought you to it? I'm 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 very curious of all this because I've never heard anybody that say. The and they're not Potter making trade. fun of you for being a late Bulls fan. No, I think they're saying I'm out of all the times curious. you chose to become yes. a Bulls fan. Yeah, I am. I am wildly curious uh, Just what happened. Traded away Jimmy. Yeah. broke up the three alphas. Right, you know what I'm saying. And right, put out a. Platter full of crap right, for us to watch. You for saw the ball headed menace of all those seasons. We saw a near mutiny, and you became a. F I am just wildly curious hey, about you say where somebody at there. the watch party on on uh, Wednesday 
said that yes. they became a Bulls fan because of our show? This is true. Yeah, shout out to those guys, maybe, man. Maybe the they know brothers. each other. Maybe that's why. Maybe they know each other. Because he said I became a We've Bulls fan. We've been doing this since 2017 at least. Yeah, at maybe least. there's a correlation. There, there might be something there, Kyle. There might be something there. But that is very interesting, man. I, I'm curious to know what the TWW podcast feels about that. Pride Rice said, found Jim Boylan. <laughs> <laughs> Became a Bulls fan in 2017. I'm allowed that says name he's to be 19. Said. He's 19 years old. He chose the Bulls because of Jimmy. Okay. And he, he meant this upcoming Sunday if they lose this okay. upcoming Sunday. Oh, okay. But, okay. Then, but then they Sunday. traded him immediately. And yeah. you stayed, so and that's became awesome. a Bulls fan because of Jimmy, traded Jimmy, and then you stuck with the Bulls. Appreciate that's, that. That would have been a whirlwind, though. Then becoming yeah. a Timberwolves fan, yeah. and then becoming a Philly Sixers fan, Correct. and then becoming a Miami Heat. That all sounds terrible. Correct. Sounds like a lot of traveling. Yeah. A lot, man. That's a, a lot, lot of traveling. A lot, a lot of stuff And a lot like of that. rooting for just either junk or obnoxious teams. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota, pass. Philly, hard pass. Miami, F off. <laughs> Oh. God, I would hate to be a fan of any of those teams. Oh, man. Yeah, the fans missed you, Peck. <laughs> also, the Duke says, been a Bulls fan since I was swimming around in my daddy's testes. All right. Uh. This team. <laughs> Why you read that so calm? I like that. Wow. Yo, so calm about that. This team needs to build through the draft. <laughs> Jerry won't buy us anything nice. Hashtag it's over. It's- <laughs> Yo. I don't disagree with the sentiment, but the first part of his <laughs> comment still. Again, I, I have mean, questions. That yeah. does not tell me how old you are, how long you've been a Bulls fan. Because I'm pretty sure all of us were doing that before we came, you know what I'm saying, about it on this earth. Sure. <laughs> I, you know, I, like, I know that my dad was a, a Bulls fan before I was born. Yeah. He and my mom were living here in, or in the suburbs of Chicago. Yes. With my, raising my two older siblings. Shout out. It was the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Young MJ was all the rage. Mm-hmm. But as a little like piece my, of sperm, I didn't know what was going on. I had no clue. I had no clue. My dad was not a Bulls fan. My mom was. She was definitely a Bulls fan. My dad was not at all. I was in my daddy's testes when they raised the sixth banner. So. <laughs> <laughs> I came into this world when they were trying to rebuild with Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Ooh. Jamal Crawford. That oh era. My. Good God. Ooh. So so that, that wasn't the time. I got nightmares about that. Sorry about that, yeah. man. Well, it's don't okay, have nightmares though. about this because Quaff King is in the building. Oh. That's oh. what I'm talking about. That's why he's there, they that's why he's the goat. The goat. <laughs> I swear to God, I love that more every time I hear it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the one and only Will the Goat Gottlieb to join us on the Goat Talk Hotline. Go talk. Follow him on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb. He is at the UC tonight following tonight's Bulls loss to the Suns. Will, um, we were talking about how this Suns offense just seems all kinds of unfair. And that even a uh, at least statistically impressive Bulls defense recently couldn't find a way to slow down that freight train. What what about you? Oh, hold on, Goat. Can't hear you. Hold nope, on. we can't hear you. Hold on one second, Goat. Having a little technical difficulties. We're going to get that straight. I don't know if it's Will's fault or Joey's fault. We're going to get that straight. Well, be careful. I think. Wait, talk again, Will. <laughs> hold on now. We're going to no. get that straight together, man. We're going to get Here we that go. Out. Yeah, here we go. We got him. Go ahead, go. Um, yeah, that, the Bulls, like, played good defense. I was watching this game thinking, like, man, they're, they're like, rotating. They're trying to get out there and execute. And there were a couple of plays that stood out early on where Patrick Williams, like, 
basically touched Kevin Durant's hand while closing out on him, and Kevin Durant just made the shot because he's Kevin Durant. And so I think, like, with this team, there's only so much you can do. I think they had, like, a 141 offensive rating this game, which, like, no team is going to be able to compete with offensively, and no team is going to be able to slow down. So um, Billy Donovan gave some pretty good detailed answers about, like, what happened in the course of their defensive possessions that um, – where like it, I don't even want to say breakdowns because it wasn't like they did something wrong, right. but like <clears throat> when you're playing against a team like that, you have to sacrifice things. If Kevin Durant is posting up at the elbow, then you have to send help. You can't just like let him play one on one on an island. That's you're gonna like, especially if he's going against Alex Caruso or uh, Patrick Beverly, these smaller guys. He's gonna shoot right over him. So you have to send help. When you send help, somebody's got to rotate. When they rotate, the next guy has to rotate. When that person rotates, then your big has to get out to the weak side corner. And oftentimes it's Josh Okogie, who's going like 19 of 19 on threes tonight. Or Damian <laughs> Lee, 96% three-point shooter. And so it was like, man, they just have so many weapons. They have so many ways to beat you. And at the end of the day, they have Kevin freaking Durant, who can just be Kevin freaking Durant in your face. And that's kind of what happened. I, I mean, I do think the Bulls competed. Um, it was not one of those games where they just rolled over or anything like that. They just got out-talented and out-mathed. Yeah, that's how I felt watching it, Will. It was just like, this team is just better than you. Like, it wasn't even – I wasn't even mad or anything watching. Of course, I wanted to win, but it's just like, dude, they're better. Like, from the beginning when they ran the play, the beautiful play from Durant to uh, uh, Aiton inside for the dunk, like, you're just watching them, you know, out-execute you, you know, and out – like you, like you were saying, Kyle, like those 50-50 balls, those loose balls, like they were getting everything to bounce their way. And you kind of have to play, play perfect basketball against a team like that. And you have to have shooting. And those are two things like the Bulls are really struggling at right yeah. now. Is they don't play that perfect basketball and they don't have that shooting, Will. And that's exactly what Billy said. He's, you know, they're, you're looking at 7 of 23 for the Bulls on three-pointers, 30%. Obviously, the percentage isn't good, but like 23 attempts is just simply not enough when you're getting doubled up 20 of 47 for the Suns. Like, it's just impossible to compete with that. And Billy was saying, like, unless you're getting an enormous amount of offensive rebounds or getting to the free throw line a million times, like, you just can't do it. Um, They don't offensive rebound. I think they're the second worst offensive rebounding team. A lot of that is by design because they want to get back in transition. So you just have to rely on free throw as well. The Suns had as many free throws as they did and made more of them. So it was just a recipe for failure in a lot of ways. I think the this begs the question of like this larger philosophical identity, you know, question of like, can this team work together? Like, can they compete at a high level if they have so many problems competing with teams that are just going to shoot more threes, get to the free throw line more and out execute? Mm-hmm. Will, uh, I know that you were there at shoot-around this morning when they were talking about uh, talking with Vooch about the whole uh, dust-up, let's say, between him and Pat Bev in their game before this one. Uh, Dave mentioned that he saw them getting at least in, involved in some in animated conversations going to the bench a couple of times tonight. Was there anything else about that in the locker room at all tonight, or have they, have, have they as individuals and have the Bulls collectively as a team moved past whatever that drama was? Um, didn't even seem like there was drama. I don't know. I couldn't see anything from my vantage point at the game tonight with those two, um, so can't really speak to that. But as far as you know, last game, whenever it was, uh, Wednesday night, against the Pistons, 
that was like one of those moments where they just kind of disagreed on the play call. The Bulls, Vooch actually gave a really detailed response on like what their, um, you know, what their coverage was in that situation. Basically, they're trying to top block Boyan Bogdanovich. And what that means is you get on the top side of him so that you're basically standing in between him and the basket, sort of fronting him in that way so that he can't get off any threes. Because at the time, he was like eight for 12 on threes. They're trying to take that away. And so Vooch was out there to try to help out on that assignment. And at that point, that's when Jaden Ivey took off. Um, so they just had like a little disagreement about it. They put it behind them pretty quickly. And then, you know, it just kind of blew up on the internet. So I don't think they were that concerned about it. Um, I don't, I don't think they really have any sort of larger issues other than like, it's frustrating to give up points and they have to figure out a way to stop that. Uh, well, we saw uh, Patrick Williams get the starting nod tonight, obviously to try to compete with uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I thought he played solidly in the first half, and then the second half, you know, it was Kevin Durant. Like, it was, honestly, I don't, I don't know what you could do with that. You do the best you can. Um, going forward, though, do you, are you thinking this is what it's going to be for the Bulls? Like, it would just be matchup dependent as far as their starting lineup? Yeah, Billy was asked that question after, and he kind of said, maybe, uh, potentially. I think that they will kind of mix it up. There's only so much you can do against Kevin Durant, but you do need some length. And obviously Patrick Williams is, you know, significantly taller and longer than Caruso or Patrick Beverly. So they kind of needed him out there for this assignment, but um, it does strike me just because they tried it out in this game as something that they'll maybe be a little bit more flexible with down the line here. But at the end of the day, like they had their best lineup in their starting lineup from the last couple of games with Caruso and Beverly out there to close the first half. They went on a 16 to one run in four and a half minutes and got themselves ahead going into the half. And they used that same lineup down the stretch, obviously didn't get the same result, but I, I do think regardless of who's starting, Billy feels the most comfortable with that unit. You got anything for him? Uh, I wanted, uh, well, I wanted to ask you from an execution standpoint um, with the Phoenix Suns offense and the Bulls defense, what did you notice from um, their actions to kind of get all of their big guys, Booker, Katie, and Aiden involved in, you know, the offense and not, and not let it get to a stagnant point? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the, um, the thing that stood out to me was just the pace that they moved through their sets with like really getting into those dribble handoffs, making sure there was a ton of um, like speed coming around pin downs so that, you know, the guy defending the screener has to step out and hedge against Kevin Durant. So that opens up the lane for the runway dunk for Maiden, which is the play you were just alluding to Dave. Like they just, they play with so much pace and that forces you to have to make quick decisions. It forces you out of position and it just mixes it up. Like they also have times where they're just, going to isolate you have three of the best you know isolation mid-range players in the game in the history of the game and so they can go to that but I think having that sort of diversity of speed that diversity of pace in their offense is really really lethal um uh there was a part uh during the broadcast when Stacy was really nitpicking the Bulls about in his opinion unnecessarily double teaming KD on the block a couple of times on the baseline one time saying, like, you know, because they're committing to this double on KD, they're leaving open these huge, long uh, gaps for their closers to get to closeouts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, the, the Suns chucked up 47 threes. Plenty of them were good open looks. You mentioned the KD and Booker each hit a couple of very difficult contested shots, which is true. 
But their three-point shooters also got a lot of clean open looks. Stacy seemed peeved by that. I, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, if you look at the, well, three is more than two, would you rather see whoever it is, Patrick Williams or otherwise, do their best to D up Kevin Durant one-on-one and maybe try and force him into a difficult two-point shot and put a greater emphasis on closing out on those shooters? You got to pick your poison with these guys. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what makes them so dangerous is like, do you, cause it's not just like the one possession in a vacuum. Like, would you rather give Josh a Kobe, a Kogi, a corner three or Kevin Durant an elbow jumper? It's like over the course of the game, that stuff compiles. Like Kevin Durant gets hot. That's so much more dangerous than an open three in the corner from a rotation guy. So they came into this game with a game plan of getting the ball out of Durant's hands and, Billy Donovan, after the game mentioned, Booker put 50 on him in three quarters a couple months ago. So, like, they're not messing around with that. They got 71 from Donovan Mitchell. They're not – they got, like, 40-something from Dame. They're not messing around with, like, these guys that are just game-breaking shooters to give them 50-plus. They're just not doing it. And so you you have to rotate. I think they're a good rotation team. Patrick Williams was saying that after the game, too. Like, they are good. They they contest hard. They get out there. They execute their rotations. But – that is kind of like the trade-off when you're going to double and get the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands, it's going to result in some open threes. And I think the idea was like, let's just make the role players beat us here and not let Kevin Durant get going. Will, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a moment in the game when Patrick Beverly and Chris Paul were, you know, on each other and Chris Paul kind of threw a punch at him, you know what I'm saying? In the special regions. Uh, Was Patrick Beverly talked to about this? Was he, was he asked about this? Uh, no, Patrick Beverly was um, doing some lifting or something else after the game, so we didn't get a chance to talk with him. I saw that people were talking about that. I didn't see the play, but does it really surprise anyone? No, no, not at all. Sure doesn't surprise not, me. Not, not one bit <laughs> at all. It was, it was, yeah, it was just super dirty, man. It really was. Uh, it's a shame. Will, never a shame when you come by uh, post game when you're at the UC and share your insights with us. Uh, Bulls are home again on Sunday, correct? So we won't see you Sunday? We will not. But I'm Matt. I'm very glad to see you. It's been a while, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Hi, buddy. I'm alive. I missed you. I missed your beautiful you face. Too. I was is that beautiful Will Gottlieb hair was just, like, just urging me back to life this whole time. <laughs> One of many things. You're saving souls out Dave, here, Will. Dave's laugh. <laughs> You're saving souls. Joey's wry smile. <laughs> what about Kyle? Kyle's youthful exuberance. There you go. He's got a million of them, baby. <laughs> Everybody, make sure you're reading everything our guy, Will the Goat, writes on our website, allchgo.com. Follow him for all of his Bulls updates, Will underscore Gottlieb. Adults. Are, are you, you're close to Will 10K at this point, aren't you? I've been, I've been, I've been seeing that following jump up. It's, it's creeping. It's, it's creeping. creeping. It's the race creeping between the 10K up. and 1K. You're a loser. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Is that directed at Will or me? No, it's at Will. (laughs) What? I haven't lost yet. Oh, my goodness. All right, that's it. We'll get out of here. Everybody, enjoy the first part of your weekend. Be safe. Have fun. Um, No pregame Sunday. Bulls matinee tip-off at home against the Pacers. Mm. We will be here in studio for postgame. We will see you then. In the meantime, Will underscore Gottlieb cover that. Follow Joey Spathis at Joey Spathis. Follow our guy, Kyle Williams. Thanks again for stopping by, Kyle. Of course. Always a pleasure. K K underscore Williams Media. Big Dave. Bow. Bow. B-A-W-L Sports. In your face. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. 
We are CSU underscore Bulls. Until Sunday. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Hit that thumb. See you, Red. Be good. Peace.